It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome in, everyone. This is the Brussels Diamond League recap instant reaction show. I am Kevin. He is Gordon Flowtrack Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Thanks for tuning in to the show. If you're watching live on YouTube, feel free to drop a comment or question. We got an American record to talk about right off the top, Gordon. Some surprises, some upsets as well. But from the American perspective, this is all about your guy. Your guy. My guy? Grant Fisher. This is my guy? Your guy. Well, he was Lincoln's guy for a while. Okay. Lincoln left this job, sadly, to become a tennis pro, famously, in, in Texas. And I think he passed him on to you, and you've ca- carried the torch. There's always got to be one person at this company beating the drum for Grant Fisher. And I think it's been you, so I'm going to give you credit here. You have been talking up his performances all year. Gets his fourth American record. And this one was the most impressive. Absolutely smashed it by seven seconds. Almost wins the race. Gets second. Runs 12-46. Grant Fisher, take a bow. Very impressive. He uh, not only breaks a record. A lot of times American records and distance races, they're broken like kind of out of camera. Like, you know, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're coming along and the American record was broken because they can't really compete with the, the top tier at the international level, but Fisher was in it. I mean, obviously he comes up short there to, um, to Kid Rock, but like 1246, that is a different category from like a 1255. You know, you mm-hmm. are starting to get into that world where not many men have entered, not just in America, but in the world. See, Bernard the got Grant Fisher, 1246. Yeah. That was balls, man. I need a drink. <laughs> I mean, Fisher, 3K, 5K. 10k indoor 5k record yeah i mean we were talking about you know what would you rather have these four records or a medal i mean these four records are starting to become a little more fun in my mind like at first i was like i'd rather have a medal but you know he's the american record holder in like everything he's when we're gonna look at the list it's just gonna say fisher 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 he'll probably get Mm. the indoor 3k record does he already have the indoor 3k record I'm not sure if he has it. I don't think he still has that. I, so he just has to get that used, the indoor two mile, outdoor two mile, and then every long distance record will just be Grant Fisher. He's going to be the combo of Lagat and Rupp because remember there was that winter yeah. where they were trading records back and forth. He's just going to get all those, and then outdoors now he has the five and the ten, and he's going to go into the next championship based on his championship performances from the past, but also based on these times as okay, this guy. The expectation is metal now because look at his PB before he was outrunning his PB. I mean, his outdoor PB before this was north of 13 minutes. Everybody focused on his indoor PB and knew he was capable of much more. But now it's, hey, can he get the medals to match up with personal best? Because you run 1246, you're right. You're in, you're in rarefied air. Did him get him the win in this race? Because Jacob Kropp's really good. And Jacob Kropp had an all-time performance of his own. But I don't think we should be that surprised because 
Fisher ran 12.53 in the winter. I know BU's fast, but he was nowhere near peak form. And now he enters a race beginning of September, gets in against a perfect field. And this race played out perfectly if you're Grant Fisher. Commentators said at one point it was almost like they were all rabbiting for Grant Fisher. And he had someone basically take him all the way to the finish line. So this is a perfect setup. He took full advantage of it, the right time of the season, the right field. And that's how you get not just breaking Legat's record, but completely smashing it in, in you know, a similar way to how he took down the 10,000 meter record, not by a, a, a little bit, but by putting it into a completely different category, which is what Fisher did today. So we look at the current, now the new all-time 5K list. Bernard Lagat, 12.53 from 2011. Fisher obviously is now number one. Third is Chris Zielinski, 12.55, 2010. Ritz, 12.56. Jalimo, 12.57. I mean, Galen Rupp is outside, it's like outside the top 10 now, I think. Yeah. No, no, he's still in the top 10 at 12.58. Now, obviously, Legat, Rupp, Shalimo, those guys have medals. Fisher has no medals. Mm -hmm. How many medals would Fisher need to get in his young career for us to look back and be like, yeah, Fisher, greatest track distance male runner in U.S. history mm -hmm. over a Legat, Rupp? Because right now, what would you say the pecking order is? Is it still Legat, Rupp? One, two? Legat, yeah. Yeah. Well, you talk about just you're talking about just on the track and you're just including oh, five and ten. Yeah, five and ten. Three K five, five and ten. ten. Three K. Yeah. So so yeah, he's gonna need he's gonna need at least one to enter that conversation, but Legat he's got you got a lot of hardware there and then you have, you know, his other his fifteen hundred stuff. As well, too. So it's it's gonna be a while, but you're talking about young career. He's 25. This is he's in the peak of his career. He's been good for a while. Now he broke four when he was in high sure. school. And we've talked about this with Fisher before. As much as we talk about a lot of times the high school sub four runners who don't have great careers, the ones who do continue to improve, they're starting off from such a high point, right? Just phenom in any sport. Right? If you're already starting yeah. off at this level and then you continue to make progress. Now, he had some bumps in the road at Stanford. It wasn't this perfect trajectory, but you're seeing what happens when you have just this incredible talent combined with the ability to get better. And I think, yeah, he had some bumps in the road at Stanford, but also what was the main critique at Stanford? Wasn't always that they were holding him back too much? Yeah. You know this better than I do because you were covering him more on a day-to-day -day basis, but wasn't that normally the – the criticism of, of Fisher at that point? Yeah, I mean, he was not doing indoor individual races much. He would just do like the DMR, 3K, wasn't really going much in the 5K indoors. Very rarely raced, didn't try to run fast times during the regular season outdoors, was just like, just get the qualifier and move on. Um, we didn't get to see like, he wasn't running the way like Shazarek was doing it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I, Cheserek also sometimes did qualifiers, but Cheserek gave us fast miles and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fisher was kind of very muted his collegiate career. And Milt always said the reason why is because he wanted to set him up for having a long pro career. Yeah. And clearly what Milt did worked because yeah. he's having literally the, the best 
like imagined pro career you could you could want. Each American record in ten, five, three, indoor five. Yeah. And you know, on on the verge of getting a medal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he went from okay, he's in this group of Americans to the top American threat pretty quickly. And then now to all right, he's putting up all time marks. Um Dustin in the chat says Grant needs two medals at least, one of them gold to be top American. So high bar still declared. Because again, he's he's at least yeah. a gold. Yeah, which is hard. At least the gold. That's pretty high standard. Hey, you just need a gold yeah. medal. It's 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 not that uh, it's not that tough. Um, I also just want to mention Crop ran a hell of a race, man. From three laps out, he took on the lead. Like this, this would not have been possible without Crop doing his thing there. It reminded me of what Kajelka had did back in the day um, when there was that crazy fast five thousand in Brussels. I think in twenty eighteen when. Borrega took it where you just need that uh, that person to to keep the pace going in that final mile who is so confident in their fitness and sometimes that person loses crop crop didn't I just wanted to give credit to him he had the 46 early this year and now he runs a 45 he's he's proven himself legit guy um earned the win though to run from that far out off of that fast of a pace that's very hard to do Cole, if you go to the qualification standings on the 5K results right there, we have our official 10 that are going to be in the Diamond League final, provided no one scratches. But there's only one American, mm -hmm. Grant Fisher. You look at this field, do you think Fisher could win? Do you think Fisher could win the Diamond League final now? I mean, obviously, Crop is in there and he beat him, but. I mean, he just know. lost by a second. Yes, he can win. He can win the Diamond League final. Let's read the names, That'd though. You have Ndika Minwanyu, Kip Career, Borrega, Krop, Lobalu, who ran really well today, Aragawi, Tefera, Fisher, Bekele, and then Getnet Wally. And the first one out is Mohamed, and then Stuart McSwain is right behind him. Yeah, he can win. I think that one will be not as quick, but he can close. He can run fast. There's no, there's no reason he can't. I think this... What happens, he's proven himself now. He, he was really yeah. close to getting medals at Worlds, and then he's gotten four American records this year, and he almost won a Diamond League race that was run in a ridiculously fast time. He, he's proven himself. The next thing you want to see from Fisher, the next step, he's moved to the spot where the only thing that matters, World Championships and Olympics. That's, that's what you want to see. That's the thing that's missing. And he's got an opportunity in 23, 24, 25. Like those are the main, these three years are key for him because there's no, because he's right in the mid 20s. There's no guarantee that he's going to have the longevity of, of a Bernardo Legat. There's no guarantees even have a longevity of, of Galen Rupp or the ability to move with the marathon. You just don't know. You run 1246, you're thinking medals and you're thinking medals right yeah. away. He's got six opportunities 5K, 10K, and all three championships. And so this guy just yeah. go two, two and two and six, two and four. That's a good record, right? Get two medals, four top five finishes. I don't know. I mean, maybe it goes three yeah. and three. We'll see. If, if he gets, if he medals twice out of there, I think it's huge. If he goes yeah. two for six. That's big. If he gets one gold, that's, that's huge. Again, we're comparing it. You're, you're, we're used to the medals now. If you're an American, you're used to Chilimo. 
seen him get medals. You saw Galen Rupp. You've seen Bernardo Legat. You go into the, you know, women's side of things. You see the medal and the get gold and silver in a steeple. You see the, the 10,000 medals that they come up with. You see Jenny Simpson medal, Matthew Centrowitz medal. Like there's just, there's medals all over the place for Evan Jager for the U.S. Um, Fisher has a chance to join that group. And, and in addition to that, he's got the records. And that's the, the, the two parts of the career that normally people, that plus longevity, three parts, I guess, that people normally use to evaluate um, someone's, someone's career. So, yeah, fun race, exciting race. Um, they got after it out there. It lived up to the billing. What was the second headline you had for Brussels? Second headline, upsets. Upsets, upsets, upsets. Shelly uh, and Fraser Price, undefeated in the 100 this season. Gets beat by Sharika Jackson by 1-100. 1073 to 1074. Fraser Price got out well. Jackson caught her towards the end. You thought Jackson would close on her because of that 200-meter ability. But I look at the time that Jackson ran. I look at the time that Tolu ran. I look at the times of this whole field. And I just feel like the conditions were there to run a quick time. Jalen Fraser Price has only run 10-6 this year, basically. What's the one difference that we know? She picked up that injury. She picked up that injury in Lausanne, didn't run in Lausanne, and then here we are. Now, it's not to, to make excuses for the performance. Shrika Jackson earned it. But if there's ever been a time in track and field history when you can compare a time to a benchmark, it's Shelly Ann Fraser Price in the 100 in 2022. We know that she can run 10 6. So I just feel like something happened. It clearly wasn't a catastrophic injury, wasn't a major injury, but it was enough to slow her maybe a tenth of a second, maybe five one hundredths of a second or something. And that's obviously enough to, to get the victory because I really look, I look at everybody else's times and I think, okay, those all make sense. The only difference here is Frazier Price, a little bit banged up probably cost her a little bit. So congrats to Jackson. That's her first win over Fraser Price in the 100. And surprising to see Fraser Price uh, get a loss. I'm kind of worried. I feel like we're not going to get the 10-5 from Shelly Ann this year. Yeah, I think that's going to be tough now. Right? It's kind of a bummer. We felt like it was coming. She was doing 10-6, 10-6, 10-6, You're like, all right. It's bound to just crack through. She went 10.62, so close, and I don't know. It's, like, weird. We kind of created such high expectations for Shelly Ann. Yeah. Especially yeah. doing it at age 35. It's incredible. She was undefeated. And, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of – this is kind of like a – sure, upsets are cool, and Sharika is a great runner, the 200 champion. But, yeah. You know, we kind of wanted to see, like, history and some dominance here. And this kind of – seeing this first loss – has a little bit of like a, a like a disappointing feeling. Mm -hmm. So someone mentioned in the chat in the pre-race press conference, there was an exchange between Mondo Duplantis and Shelly and Fraser Price about racing next year over a hundred. They both end up losing. Is this a curse of a hypothetical hundred in 2023 Brussels that happened here? You know, you could argue they were just too busy thinking about each other and their <laughs> hypothetical race and not their own competition. And uh, both got nipped at the line. I mean, Mondo lost. I don't even know who he lost to. I forget this guy's uh, name. Obenia. But, Obenia. Obenia. Yeah. 
he just, I mean, it wasn't like Obeniar vaulted out of his mind. It took 591 for him to yeah. win. Like, it's not yeah. that, I mean, Mondo can open his height at 591, but Mondo missed his second attempt at 561. So clearly something was going on. And then just wasn't even able to get 591. It's a good reminder that these athletes are human, as great as they are. I keep on saying, like, Mondo will never lose again. It's like everything yeah. is just all competitions are just, uh, what's the word? Um, formalities when it comes to Mondo mm -hmm. because of how great he is. But hey, yeah. The greats lose. It was, so. it was funny on the broadcast. It was. I think it might have been Hutchings said something, like, and this is first loss since 2021. I think they expected it to be longer. Like they, they got they the way they said it. It was if someone showed them a piece of paper or had a stat, and they were anticipating it was going to be something much, much more uh, a, a much longer streak, much bigger sign of dominance. It was like since 2021, and he was it Lazan. He got like third or fourth or something. Yeah, he got fourth in Lazan, cleared 562. Yeah, the, we forget how variable the pole vault is because Mondo's been so good, right? Lots yeah. can go wrong with the pole vault. You forecast the NCAA meet every year. You know how unpredictable. I mean, Mondo lost the NCAA meet. <laughs> he didn't win yeah. the NCAA championship. Lost to Chris Nilsson that year. So, yeah, I just, I love the exchange, though, between Duplantis and Fraser Price. I don't think Fraser Price knew that Mondo had run that was it 1057 in high school? I don't think she knew that, that he had, uh, had that level of speed. And I think there's every reason to believe he's faster now. So I would give the edge to Mondo over 100. I think 60 would be fun. Uh, and this is one of those rare, like, hypothetical races. Like, I don't, I never think any of these things are going to happen. They're fun to talk about. But this is one of the rare ones that I could see happening just because I feel like Mondo's like a competitive guy and he wins so much in the pole vault. Is not going to hurt his pride at all if he loses. Yeah. But would it, though? I guess, I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't know. But, like, would it hurt Shelly Ann's pride? Like, I don't know. No, no. He lost no, to Mondo? Not. Of course not. He's, a, he's an incredible, like, world-class athlete who does a lot of sprinting. True. A sprint, Sprinting is a prerequisite for being good at the pole vault and he's the greatest pole vaulter uh out there and we know he's run his pb is faster than her pb and that his pb was set when he was in high school so every reason to believe he'd win it i just he just seemed good natured when he was having that back and forth and again he'd probably be up for a new challenge now i thought that before he lost to obenya so maybe 2023 for mondo is all about just getting revenge on obenya and he's going to enter every single competition obenya does and just try oh, to beat him everywhere. over and over yeah so all the fun is over. Fun is off. We are not going to have any fun in 2023 with Armando. It's about complete revenge. That's that's all he's fixated on. Uh, back, back to, to women's the 100. women's hundred. The yeah. Diamond League finals now set, assuming everyone accepts. And uh, you get the three Jamaicans: Talu, Hobbs, uh, two British athletes, um, Nita and Asher Smith, and Tanisha Terry. Shakira Richardson, yeah. first one out. They're in ninth. Do you think any of those athletes will scratch? Yeah. I, think, I have no idea who, but just you look at recent Diamond League finals, someone will scratch, I think. I'd be very surprised if all of them end up getting in there. Um, what do you think of Shakari's performance in the race? 
I mean, it's right along lines of what I thought she would. Didn't we say fourth or fifth? And then you look at who she lost to and then who she beat, and you line it up with what she did in Luzerne. It matches up because she barely beat Elaine yeah. Thompson Hurrah. You put Elaine Thompson Hurrah in this race based on how she's been running post world championships. Well, she knows she she was behind Jackson and, and Fraser Price. Um, so it, it, it makes sense um to where she's at. Again, not it's not on one le- like not crazy fast, not crazy slow. It's it's right there in the middle. So people are probably gonna have trouble processing that because they only want to think in those two terms. But ten ninety three uh, just behind Leah Hobbs, right? Yeah, not a not not a bad result, but not obviously not getting in the mix for the win here. Yeah, no, and I don't think, think we. Th- I didn't think she was in the mix ever for the win because Jackson and Fraser Price are very different from Thompson Hurrah in twenty twenty two. But you know, I thought she had a chance to maybe surprise and like get third, but. The finish that she ended up giving us with right behind Hobbs is like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, she doesn't lean much, especially when she's not like she didn't really lean when in the first um when she raced Elaine Thompson Hurrah. And then in this finish, she didn't lean either. She's like kind of not leaning, which is kind of weird. Well, neither kind of like Jackson eh. does Jackson doesn't lean a ton either. And I, I rewatched the video a couple times. And this photo is a little bit, if you're watching the feed or you just pull up the photo finish feed at home, it's a little deceptive because she's like, I'm talking about Jackson. I was standing like straight up and like Fraser Price and Tulu are diving towards the line. I watched it. She does do a little bit of a dip, but yeah, she's not like a big, a big leaner. And yeah, uh, Richardson's like completely straight up there too. So still it was, it was three people in a group for that top spot. Then there was a little bit of a gap between the next two. And then they were comfortably ahead of the next pack, which is right where you'd think that she would be. And yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I guess the only thing I'm surprised about is that it wasn't a, you know, big performance in one direction or the other, but um, I think she'll get to run the diamond league final. That's my prediction. I think someone will drop out and she'll get in there. If she got one more point, she would have tied with Terry and Asher. Oh no, and then one would. So if she got fourth instead of fifth, she would have had enough points to tie with Trinisha Terry. I think tiebreaker is highest Diamond League finish. So you'd have to go and look and whether or not she would get it. But she she just missed out on it. Um. All right. Mondo talked about that. Let's see. Uh, Arian Knighton wins a 200. I mean, big, big head win. Minus 2.9. Runs 20.0. Uh, his first Diamond League win. Vito Gondo, he's been running well this year. Uh, Fanbele way back there in six. I, th- I think his season's just been a long season for Joseph Yeah, Fanbele. and I know like a long win time. is a win. A Diamond League win is impressive no matter what the time is, but when a, you're seeing a regular season and a postseason with 19 threes and 19 fours and fives and sixes and a bunch of sub twenties to see like a 2007 on the clock, you're kind of like, eh, you know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a snooze. Again, oh. a win is a win, but you know, kind of really don't get much out of this. performance. Negative 2.9 is no joke, but I think what this underscores is it's Lyle's, and everybody, there's separation between Lyles and everyone else. For a while, it yeah. was Lyles, Knighton, Knighton, Lyles. I mean, I had Knighton number one. 
for a while because he ran 1949. It was looking great. Lyles got that back at USA's. But remember, the margin wasn't that big at USA's, right? Got him right before the line, did the point, and that was it. But then ever since then, the margin has just increased and increased and increased. So it, you see Knighton winning, which makes sense. But you have to figure, okay, if, if Noah Lyles in that race, the margin would have been pretty big. Now, if you throw other people in there, like a Michael Norman, uh, Bednarik, if you throw in a healthy Fred Curley, <clears throat> then you're going to have some some other folks that can mix it up there. But it just feels like Lyles is well clear of everybody else right now in the 200. And there's yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have to wait wait till next season for him to either slow down or somebody else to take it up a level because it it feels as if Knighton's going to need to be in that actual like he's going to need to run 1949 again. To, to challenge Noah Lyles the way at a championship, yeah. the way Lyles has been running. That, that's how it, how it feels. So he has to recreate that magic from, from Baton Rouge. Speaking of Lyles, uh, Lyles is entered to run the 100 at the Berlin Continental Tour live on Flow Track in two days. So on Sunday. So be interesting to see what he runs at 100 meters. Warholm will Lyles be there. The 100 much. So yeah, Warholm will also be in that meet. And. Toby Amason is going to be in that meet too. Is that yeah, correct? and Holloway. Yeah, and Grant Holloway. Going to try to get back on the winning track. All right. Women's, Women's 15. Let's see. Yeah, let's just keep going down this order that I have on here. Women's 15, Kira McGeehan of Ireland pulls off the upset. Her PB was four flat going into this competition. Runs uh, 350. Six. Uh, shout out to our friend and uh, multiple time Flow Track podcast guest host Cahal Dennehy of Ireland. Uh, big one for Ireland. Three fifty six. She ran away with this thing. Muir started to make a comeback in the final meters, but just left it too late there. Uh, with Telgi had a big lead uh, that 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 shrunk. It was pretty dramatic race, but McGeehan to to drop that much time off your personal best to go from four. The 356 against a field like this is just, I mean, it's just, that's just remarkable. That's the Irish. How many women have broken four in the 1500 this year? I feel like it's an abnormal, abnormal high amount. Well, in this, in this race alone, you had, let's see, how many do we have? It's seven. And obviously not all the best people were there. So seven in this one, McGeehan, Muir, Hailu, Watelji, McLean, Cranny, and Nanyando all went sub, sub four. Yeah, they haven't updated it, but there were 14 before this race. Yeah. I'm sure you added a bunch more to that list. That's, that's deep. I mean, how many were there last year? Let me see how many people broke before last year. If only 14 broke last year, but 14 plus all the extra ones that broke four. In this race, mm -hmm. there's probably another one or two that are going to break four. Breaking yeah. four is now going to become the news. Before, you know, it was always like you were in that elite section when you're like sub 403. But mm -hmm. now, like, even at the U.S. level, like, seeing Heather McLean run 358, she didn't even make the team. She's running 358. Yeah. That's very impressive. Well, it's also weird because you have the person at the top running 350. Which is yeah. you know, ten seconds ahead of that group, so that's true. There's also just this big variation of okay, yeah, to be in the top fifteen, you got to be sub four, but to contend to win, you have to run 
10 seconds faster. <laughs> yeah. That's just a lot. That's a lot. Very separate tiers. Very separate yeah. tiers. You'll only be 70 meters behind if you run that time. Yeah, this one was right. at least kind of more compact. Yeah. Because it was, you know, 356 was the winning time, not 352 or something like that. Who's your uh, women's 1500 Team USA team for 2023? I mean, McLean's been tearing it up. Cranny, I think, is going to run the longer stuff. McGee's running pretty well. Sinclair Johnson. Ran so well. this Courier's year's team there. was Johnson, Courier, and McGee. Do you, do you take any of them off and put in McLean? Yeah, but how do you decide? I know, That's right? Question. <laughs> how do you decide? Um, let me look at this whole list. Hold on. McLean, Johnson, Cranny, St. Pierre, McGee, Schweizer. Herda is at 401. The next fastest is 403. Yeah, as much as I'd like to say it's a 1500, anything can happen. All these people running sub four, and and the you know they're get it's getting not as tactical. Yeah, I think it's between those four because I don't think Cranny or Schweizer would would run it. They'd more comp concentrate on the other stuff. Maybe Herda would run it. So maybe between those five, Herda, Saint Pierre. Johnson, McLean, and McGee. Um, yeah, it's between four. Of, Who are your three of the four? No, I think it's five. I'm not going to count out Herta. I'm throwing Herta. Okay, don't there. count Herta because she is the Kate Grace of this era. Some people have um, said she could be the next Kate Grace. Uh, I think St. Pierre's going to have a bounce back year, so I'll take her, I'll take McLean, and I'll take Johnson. Corey McGee's going to hear a, that. She's going to. Did you have a? Hold this over you for a whole year when she makes the team 2023. Be like, oh, Kevin, really? <laughs> You're I'm asking me to team? make a pick. You asked me to make a pick in September about something that's going to happen in next June. I might be wrong on that. It will not be the first time. I can't even Fair make enough. predictions in June about what's going to happen in June. Men's 800, your favorite event, my favorite event, the world's favorite event this year. Listen, Jake Whiteman, we get it. We get it. You're better than everybody in the 800. Please come back. The 1500 now. You've proved everything you need to prove. You ran 143.6. You did the same move you did in Eugene in the 1500, except you did it in 800, which was cool, right? 800 to go or 200 to go. He just shoots to the front of the lead and then opens up this big gap. And he beats a legit field of medalists from World Championships. Sajadi, Career, they're all in there. Marco Arop, like the whole gang was there. And you beat them all. Please come back to the 1500. I want to see you race Jakob Ingebrigtsen. I know we made jokes before. We said, hey, come on. run the Everybody wants to see the rematch. And I said, I didn't blame you. I said, if I was you, I'd be on a boat in the Mediterranean, not even running. But you decided to go in a different route. You were not motivated by that. And, and I respect that about you. So I'm going to use another tactic. And the, and the tactic is we... we Accept your dominance in the 800. We appreciate your dominance in the 800. You've proven everything you need to prove. Correct? You can, we can move. You've graduated out of this event for 2022. We move on. Please just run one 1500 against Jakob this year. Just, and there's like yeah. one more chance. Kevin, run I, the, think so he might, basically, I think he might run the 800 Diamond League final. Please, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm speaking directly 
to the camera. I hope this gets back to him. If anybody knows Jake Whiteman, please send this to him. I know you're qualified in both. Please, in the Diamond League final, race the 1500 against Jakob Ingebrigtsen. We all want to see it. And again, you don't have anything else to prove in the 800. You're a dual threat. 800, 1500, you can do it all. We want to see the rematch. Please, Jake. I mean, I don't disagree. I think it's, but I have a feeling he's going to disappoint us and just do the 800. He'll win the 800. He'll have a buy in both the 8 and the 15. Maybe he's maybe he'll just retire from the 1500. Maybe he'll never race him. Maybe he's like, I'm going to start an 800 meter rider. I would appreciate that. He could that. go on and win worlds in the 8 and be like 15, 2022, 20, 800, 2023. 20, and then he does goes back, you know, yeah. whatever. Just he'll always, ne- he'll just, Ruin Jakob Ingebrigtsen's world because you'd be like, I'll never let you race me again because I'm too good. Yeah, yeah. I can just yeah. do the 800 and you'll never. Torment him. <laughs> I mean, never get he's torturing Jakob right now. This is like yeah. a way to torture Jakob even more. Not only did you beat him, but you refuse to yeah. give him a rematch. That's torture. This is the, they're on the schoolyard. Next point wins. Oh, I won. See ya. Never going to play you <laughs> again. Over. That counts. People have brought this up before. Uh, David brings it up here again that he had his schedule set before the, you know, at the beginning of the season. I understand that. I appreciate that he had he was going to run the fifteen, the eight, but things change. Things change. He's much more of a high profile runner now than he was before he crossed the finish line first in Eugene. And as a sport, we all want to see it now. David also brings up maybe he's going after the 800 buy. Yeah. Which would be pretty cool. He'll uh, Dustin brings up the 800 needs him. The 1500 is stacked already and everyone wants him to do it. So for the perspective, like if I was the 800 meter advocate, of course I would want to see him in the 800 because the 800 yeah. does need a little bit of a, a boost this year. But as I, I looking out of, at, at track as a whole, we want to see him race Jakob Ingebrigtsen. So, please, run the 1500 final. In the What if Jakob is like, all right, you won't come to me, I'll come to you. And then all of a sudden, we're watching him run the 800 in Budapest oh. against each other. Yeah. I just, that's not fair. That's not what we want to see. That's not what we want to see. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, okay, hold on. Oh no, no, Col- oh. producer Colt. No. <laughs> okay, so read the quote. The quote says, um, I'm running the 800 as well, and then a road mile in New York to finish off this long season. After that, I'll take a week or three off to spend time with family. It's been one championship after another, so I'm looking forward to take some time and reflect on this amazing season, aka, he's not going to race Jakob Ingebrigtsen for another whole year. <laughs> I mean, will Jakob enter the New Balance road mile? Well, that, that doesn't count, though. The New York road mile? In New York? Um, I don't think he can fly all the way over there. It's not what yeah. I want to see. Man. So, yeah, he's not going to run the 15 diamond. This is in the flat. We're, we're, we're reading the flash quotes from after the, after the meet that are on the Diamond League website. It says, in Zurich, I'm running the 800 as well. <sighs> 800 Diamond League. He's going to win it, too. He's more likely to win the 800 Diamond League final than the of 50 course Diamond he's, League final. So yes, of course he's going to win I mean, the 800. He's going to choose Diamond the one League he's going to win. 
So I, I get, and I don't blame him for that. Let me be clear again. If he never raced, I wouldn't blame him. If he only raced 800, I won't blame him. And I'm not going to blame him now for doing it. I'm just saying all of us want to see it. And I'm speaking from the perspective of all of track and field. We have one more meet left. We want to get the best matchups possible. We want to see Jakob versus Jake. I need Jakob to come out and like say a quote being like, I need, I need to start being public beef. Yeah. That's what I need. Well, someone needs to ask Jakob in, in Zurich what he thinks. Yeah. That's what someone needs to ask. Like, is it disappointing? You know, it's not even like a gotcha question. And you, you know what Ingebrigtsen is probably going to say, but at least give him the opportunity. You didn't get to race him. You didn't get to race him. There would have been what? Or post Three legit. There would have been what? Three legit opportunities, right? Europeans, the Monaco, whatever he. What, no, Monaco needed the thousand. Not Monaco. What was the one that Jakob oh, ran? Lazan. 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 Right? So Europeans, yeah. Lazan, and the Diamond League final. Those were three yeah. opportunities. And Jake was like, I'm good. Well, and you know what Jakob could say is last year, after he won the Olympics, he kept going because Chariot beat him. Now he beat Chariot at Pre, but then at the Diamond League final, like he served up the opportunity for Chariot to uh, get a little bit of revenge. Yeah. I could be we'll mistaken, see. but wasn't there already some beef thrown? Like, right after that race that Whiteman lost, didn't Jakob say something along the lines of, like, the best guy didn't win today or something? I, I remember that. No, he threw himself under the bus. He said, uh, in the, you're talking about the 1500 in Eugene? Yeah. He said, what was the quote? How could someone be so good and also so bad about himself? The 5,000 is where he started talking trash. 5,000, he said, I didn't want it to be come down to a sprint finish because I'm basically the best. and I want to show everybody I'm the best. But that was the So that wasn't directed towards Whiteman. I just, I don't know. What, what are no we going to see first? About this? Like, what why, are we going to see first? More, like, I don't are we going to see Shelly Ann race Mondo? What's going to happen first? Shellyan versus Mondo or Jake versus Jakob? What are the odds? Just, we'll see it next year. It's going to happen. I just I mean, you could not. It's it has it has importance now. It has salience now. And that's my main problem with this is people think this stuff lasts forever and it doesn't. doesn't and you got to capitalize on it when it is is like is important like rivalries in sports are fleeting you know there's some that last forever right you're always going to want to see you know, yankees red sox duke north carolina manchester united versus manchester city i'm out of my depths here talking soccer but the the, the folks <laughs> overseas like, know what i'm got? talking about i you know i'm they both have manchester in their name i'm assuming they're rivals but like i just i go back to a quote a long time ago when bolt and blake weren't racing each other and manager, agent, someone said, oh, this is actually a good thing because it builds up the suspense for when they do compete against each other. And I just think that that's completely wrong. And then what ended up happening? They didn't race each other that much. And we All missed opportunities to see the two best. Different things. Yeah, exactly. People got hurt. You know, Bolt retires. And then we missed out on a couple of years of when we could have had them go at each other three, four, five times a year. 
because we were going to build some – there's already going to be suspense for the Olympics the World Championships. Right? There's always going to be that. All right. Producer Colt digged up a, dug up a quote. Um, this is from Worlds. Quote, Jake Whiteman is a great guy and I have a lot of respect for him, but I'm mostly feeling that I didn't do my best. I mean, that's not trash talk. That's just him being honest. Right? That's not – like, you got to really – how can it be like Cole? Jake Whiteman is a bad guy and I have no respect for him? <laughs> like, that'd be crazy. That would be, <laughs> that'd be real respect. beef. First of all, great memory, Colt. I don't know how you thought of this. Uh, we, it's uh, tucked away somewhere in there. This? I have no idea. Did, it just came up. We didn't, even talk, we didn't even talk about this. In the, we talked about it after the 5,000, him talking trash. We didn't talk about it after the, the 15. I mean... I don't. I don't feel like it's. I don't. I don't feel like that's trash talk. We're not going to see it, man. That I didn't do my best. How are we going to fill this void? What are you going to do to fill the Jake versus Jakob void that we're not going to get in 2022? What should we do? There's no other. The only other rematch I would want to see, or head to head that I really want to see, is Warholm versus Dos Santos, and I'm not getting that either. No, I'm not like on track, just in life, man. Like, are you going oh, to go to my like, life? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Go on a hike or something? Go see a sightsee something? I'm going to start coaching uh, next week my daughter's 6U uh, soccer team. I'm going to put all my energy and fury into that because that's how you should all coach right. five year olds. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. I'm be like, hey, be like Man U, not Man City. Um, I just. All right, let's keep going. I mean, I don't want to belabor this. It is point. what it People is. People know how right. I feel. People know how I feel it about it. We we want to see it again. If someone can think of a better match, if you were coming up with a meet right now, with with who's still healthy and who's available, what other race would you want to see? If you could say Jacobs versus Bromel mm-hmm. and Bracy, or Cur- is I don't even know if Curly's like a hundred. He's well, not yeah, racing anymore. But it's true. Yeah, but Whiteman is a. I think Whiteman versus Ingebrigtsen, I put above that. I think Dos Santos and Warholm is close. I can't really think of anything on the women. Again, I'm talking about a head-to-head. I'm not talking about, hey, let's see how much faster Shrieky Jackson can run in 200. That'd be awesome to see. But I'm talking about a head-to-head rematch of what we saw or almost saw in Eugene. Right? Like, we'd want to see Miller Wave over Sydney in a 400 flat, but we didn't see that in Eugene. I, I, I don't know of another race out there. All right. Speaking of Dos Santos, my, that was close. my desk. That was cl- oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, Dos Santos' race was closer than I thought. He looked like he was on cruise control, and then Khalifa Rosser uh, and uh, Happio were, were right there. Actually, C.J. Allen was there. It looks like he got DQ'd. Allen crossed the line third. He was sub-48. And, and ran a PB, but has been uh, disqualified. You see, the, you look at the photo finish there. Allen's at the top of the screen. Um, so there's not, not much here. Uh, this is why you need Warholm in the race. This is why you need Benjamin in the race. Dos Santos is still clicking off wins. Hasn't lost uh, this year. And uh, ran 47 mid, but that was the hurdles. Let's see. Women's high hurdles, another sub twelve thirty seven. I should have done double or nothing on my bet. Camacho Quinn looking pretty good here. Um, I wouldn't have taken that bet. 
I want to see. I want to see her versus. Uh, I guess her versus Amazon would be another rematch I'd want to see. But you know, we've we've seen that. Uh, we saw that last week. Um, she goes twelve twenty seven. Good run. Tia Jones has been doing great. Like, look out for her next year at, at USA's. I think she can get on the team. Can you pull up the Diamond League standings for this one, Colt? So this these are the eight women that are qualified: Camacho Quinn, Amazon Anderson, Charlton, Penny Harrison. Nia Ali, Tia Jones, and Danielle Williams. So this is this is important for the U.S. This is one of those races that is very important for the U.S. because they're not they got four in because Nia Ali won in Doha. Uh, pull the, pull the, put those names up again, Colt. I can't I can't read that fast. I need to look at them again. So you have Harrison, Ali, and Jones there. If you're an American women's hurdler, you're cheering for one of those three to get across the line first, so you can get get an extra berth next year for uh, world champs. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't think any of them, I think the highest of American finishes yeah. in that race is third, right? Yeah. I don't think Camacho. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what you... I'm a son, or even Anderson. Like, I, I would say fourth maybe will be the highest finish for an American in that race. It's hurdles, though. There's enough unpredictability. Yeah, it is to bring it up. So just something to watch. Just giving people stuff to watch. I also want to hear you say... Say the name of the person who's currently in ninth place. Uh, can you zoom in on that? I... Hold on, let me zoom my own screen. Oh, from Poland, Pia. Wow, uh, Skorzowska. Hey, it's on S K R Z. Oh, now Colt's moving it around. Y S K R Z O. Why? Y S Z O W S K A, yeah. Skurzowska. Yeah, that one's. That'll take me a couple of times. I have Wolarczyk down. Once I learned Wolarczyk, I was on it every single time. Wolarczyk, Wolarczyk, Wolarczyk. There you go. I haven't, I haven't said that one aloud yet. So that's. that's All right. Anything else? Kara Winger, American record, world. Kara Winger. Yeah. I mean, big PB. Gets her first ever medal and then has a. A world freaking lead at the end of the year. It's like, and then retires. Talk about she's gonna retire. She's walking timing. Off. It. Yeah, it's perfect. The walk off throw right there. That's incredible. What a way to have a, a last season for Kara Winger. Her throw in Eugene was so dramatic. I'll, I'll remember that one because I was in the stadium for it, and it erupted. Obviously, her connections um, to that stadium are clear. And yeah, this was awesome. So she'll have a Diamond League final. Uh, left to to try to add another accolade to 2022, but 2022 has been great for Kara Winger. Uh, we got a couple more minutes left. If there's an event in the chat people want us to discuss, uh, let us know. Okay, AJT said it's present. It's pronounced Sky Shaw Skoska. Sky Shaw Skovska. Okay, Thank I'm you. gonna keep that pronunciation. Sky, sky, shy, sko, ska. All right. Book on phonics worked for me. There you go. Um, yeah. Anything else in the chat? Ben says Jake I, uh... is not doing any more track race. Can you? Can, sorry, I have a I have a question about YouTube. Because sometimes people ask questions that we've already answered. Can they just start it late and then there's like still commenting? Is that a thing? Yes. Well, might need help me out yeah. Okay. If you're watching okay. live, like people can be watching live at any part of the show, and they their comments will come up too, 
whatever gotcha. you're currently on. So that's the way the internet works. All right. All right. Just some yeah. Someone just said did did they talk about the five K? It was at the beginning. We got that. You can go back and find that one. Um because sometimes people bring up stuff and I'm like, didn't we say that? Am I going did I just say that in my head? Am I going crazy? Maybe we go crazy. all in all though. Yeah, men's five thousand, exciting. Mondo, upset. Fraser Price, upset. Kevin, upset about Jake Whiteman. That's sort of your headlines. Uh, McGeehan, big PB. Winger, big PB. Uh, Dos Santos chilling. Knighton, running into the wind. Uh, you know what this weekend was also? Or started yesterday, was today, or is. And tomorrow? Is or happening currently this weekend? Okay. First weekend of cross country. NCAA cross well, That'll do it, folks, for this week's pot. No, <laughs> go ahead. Check go out ahead. the preseason rankings. They're up on the site. I rank all 255 top athletes, men and women. So, debate. We'll and be I, talking about that next week. I achieved my goal of emailing 200 cross-country coaches. <laughs> and a you lot of them got out. back to me. If you're listening... If you're a cross-country coach and you got an email from me and you haven't written back, there's still time. It's too late. No, it's can, too late. No, we can adjust. We can adjust. Because I'm a completist, and I look at that spreadsheet, and it's, what would you say, 75% filled in? About? Yeah. More, more I stopped looking at the no. spreadsheet like two days ago, so you don't need to update it anymore. Dude, I just heard back the tab from tab is removed yesterday. from my computer. No. The tab is removed from my computer. I'm still going to do it. I might take all okay. of 2022 to do this. It's just important to me. Uh, Dustin wants to know Gordon Dunk update. So things are going well. I, I increased my box jump height to 43 inches, which is the highest box jump in the gym. So I can't go any higher. <laughs> so jumping out I of the gym? I did it once. I did it once. After doing 80 box jumps, I was like 81 was on the high one. And this old man came up to me and was like, sir, you shouldn't be doing this. You're going to bust your head open and fall. Wait. I was like, what? no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. You're not my dad. And then he's like, no, I don't want you doing this. This isn't safe. I was like, no, I'm going to do it. So then no, I I'm, I'm going to dunk. I'm going to dunk. Wait, wait, I did wait, it wait, again. Wait. And I did it 10 times. Wait, the guy worked, the guy worked there inches. or it was just a guy? No, it's just an old man lifting weights. He was like trying Why to like protect you. Why do you think you were going to hurt yourself? Because it's a high head? jump and I like almost... Don't make it. Like, I'm really close to the edge when I jump onto it. And it's metal. I mean, does he know you have battle scars? Well, I do have a new battle scar from. So I did that two days ago. And then I did the 43 inches again today. All right. Uh, But I have a new battle scar. Check out this one. So I do 90 box jumps. And on the first one, Mm. which is like a lower height, I missed. And check this out. All right, those of you listening and not watching, Gordon is showing us his leg in a non... Okay, that's kind of awkward. We're going to get a rating on this pot. I don't know what it is, but it's like... And it's on the other leg, too. I just, like, hit it right there on the edge. I what did you hit? On the first one. The box. The box is metal, which is probably not safe. How did, how did you hit your thigh on the box? I don't know. I that think I was no just sense. like overly confident and it was the short one. And I just, right. I don't know what I was doing. And then I looked up and I was like, Oh, that is, 
Not a okay, kid. hold on a second. No disrespect to you. I'm very happy about your box jumps, but this is as if you're asking someone about their goal in the 100 and they talk about how great their starts have been, like their blocks. <laughs> like people want to know how close are you are you getting the rim? Are you So I've, I, I've only dunking done a golf one dunk ball? attempt. Like, what are you doing? I, so I've only done one oh, dunk man. attempt in January. But I've been lifting. I've been doing sit-ups. I've been jumping higher on box jumps. I am becoming more of an athlete. I get so that. that's all that matters. It's just like as long as I just get stronger, more athletic. I'm six foot yeah. three. If I'm an athlete and I'm six foot three, no, but you gotta check should your be able progress. To jump. We we want to see your progress. Okay. We don't you know what? Hear I should do your... a, a. Okay. This is this is basically guess my PR. I'll uh, do a second. I did ninety box jump. jumps and an old man told me to stop. Well, do you think I can dunk? I'll hang up and listen. I don't know, man. I just know that I would not have been able to jump on this box. Four months ago, but now I do it ten times. Like right. I would not All have right. been able to do it. Like I feel like I'm floating when I jump. I'm like, oh, whoa! I like I feel wow. like, wow. There's floating. a little bit of lift. Yeah. Rarefied air. I like it. And I'm like All thirty right. pounds lighter. So like all that combined. Yeah. You've lost thirty jumps. pounds since the beginning of 2022. Yeah. yeah. Can you palm a basketball? That's the other part. Like you're gonna be able to, you have to be able to go up with the ball to dunk, right? Have you been working on your grip? Well, I think we negotiated that I mean, down to he can do a mini ball. I think we decided, right? No, no, no. I'll. Just I wasn't hands. part of that negotiation. When did that two happen? I'll do two hands. If I can't get the grip, I'll do two hands. But I should practice. My, I don't have big hands, so that's something I can't improve. You need to get in the weight room to like increase your grip. Hand exercises. Do, yeah, do one of those. Uh, like those wrist wrist rollers, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the chat. Someone says you drew a line on your leg. That's what the mark is. No, I didn't. Um, Anthony says, "Gordon, please stop. I don't want to see any part of you besides your face talking to a mic." Uh, Dustin says, "Here's what really happened. Gordon tried to do the box jump, hit his legs, knocked himself out. An old man tried to help him. We shrugged off, and Gordon thinks he was able to clear it." Not true. Yeah. I did it ten times, and I did it ten times again today. So, we didn't talk about women's high jump, which we should have. We're talking about it now. Yaroslava Mahuchek, two hundred five, equaled uh, national record, uh, equaled the meet record. That's world lead. Yeah, for her, she took a couple attempts at at two ten as well too. Uh, Eleanor Patterson of Australia, way back at, at one ninety four. Mahuchek was on her own for a while. She took one, cleared the first time at one ninety seven, missed once at two then put the bar up to this actually kind of a journey then put the bar at 202 cleared it first time 205 on her second time and then three misses at at 210 so pretty exciting run for her um in the later part of that competition uh and then what do we have we have triple as well too women's triple going on yeah it was that oh martinez lazaro martinez of cuba 1749 zango second yeah, look at the when I did the World Champs preview, just the uh, the depth of Cuban triple jump right now is, is ridiculous. Like they had guys on the team listed on the team, like not on the team. Excuse me, they had people not on the team who like were top five in the world. They just they weren't selected for whatever reason, or there was some other issue with them getting there. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that Martinez got that win. 
Um, well, and we got one he didn't get the win, though. Technically, he didn't get the win. Martinez didn't? No, because look, he didn't compete in the fourth, fifth, and sixth jumps. So You don't he... need to. No, I mean, look, the why, position, why? one and two. You... No, isn't the rules are it's whoever has the best jump after the top three? He's listed first. What are you looking at? He's listed the position number one. list. Look at that. Yeah, show that. Oh. You got her. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know what that means, but. Mm. Anyway. AJT says Cuba lacks triple jumpers at Worlds because they're all switching countries except for Martinez. Yeah, that's what I. Uh, he says Martinez yeah. didn't get the win. They changed. They changed the rule, didn't they? Oh, they changed the rule. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I they, they got rid of the job. best. Yeah, come on, man. You, see, sometimes it's just like you get me confused because you didn't do your research. There's a lot uh, going on. Quote, here's a, a quote. Going on in Colt, Colt found the flash quote button, and it's just in his bag right now, folks. This is incredible. Uh, pull up the Lazaro Martinez quote. Unfortunately, I felt some pain and muscle, and it prevented. Uh, me from doing the remaining attempts luckily it was enough to secure the win here dude we got one diamond league left colt now knows where the flash quotes button are he's going to be bringing up all sorts of great it's all over for, for you guys night. i've got it all figured out Colt's you're just going to interrupt the sentence solo. and be like no that's not what happened according to lazaro martinez himself here is how he's quoted <laughs> love it well done um all right we'll leave it there thanks everybody for tuning in almost an hour on a recap pod these are supposed to be 30 minutes I'll do a dunk in September. Okay. We lost Kevin. Like, subscribe. Love you guys. Peace.